welcome to the James River College Podcast. We hope that this episode encourages you in whatever walk of life that you are in. So grab your Bibles, grab your notebooks, and welcome home to James River College. What's up, James River College? How we doing? Oh my gosh, I love it. Wow. Wow, wow. So this is, I got to tell you, this is honestly an honor for me uh, for a lot of reasons. One, I love all you guys. You guys are family to myself and Megan. Uh, but another big reason is that this is my home, okay? I'm a product of James River College. Class of 2016, I know I'm super old, but hey, it's okay. I got married and had a kid. A lot has happened since then. But hey, it's a lot of fun, guys. So thank you so much for having me here this morning. Uh, I want to show honor to a few people in the room. Uh, first off, you guys have the best college directors in the world. Pastor Josh and Lori Howard, come on, stand to your feet. Let's really honor them in this moment. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for leading. Thank you for encouraging. Thank you for being there for us when we feel like we really don't know what we're doing with our lives, for being the voice of encouragement. Thank you so much. Uh, someone, uh, Pastor Justin and Tammy as well. I know they're not here, but we love Pastor Justin and Tammy. Love them so much. Uh, and someone else who actually surprised me uh, this morning, uh, I did not, I knew he was in town, but I did not know he was coming this morning. Uh, right there in the front row is one of my very best friends. He's one of my mentors. His name's Joe Banks, and he is the DYD of Georgia, and he's awesome. Him and Sarah are crushing it in Georgia, and so uh, a little bit about kind of me and Megan's story. Oh, one more, my, my wife is back there with our son, Parker, the North Campus mascot in a way so a little bit about our story kind of so I came through the college here and and I graduated then I finished up at Evangel uh you know just, just continued to serve here at the church and then uh, Megan and I got married in March of 2020 uh so if you guys don't remember March of 2020 that's when the world got a little crazy okay so we had 10 people at our wedding we we invited like 120 we had 10 it was her parents and my parents and Chuck Greenway doing the ceremony so thank you uh, but hey, we, we did that, and then we moved immediately to Georgia the next day to begin youth ministry. God called us there, uh, and we had such a great time. And man, we, we met Joe and Sarah Banks, uh, everything that they're doing. They just were such an encouragement to us. And uh, then the Lord uh, called us back here, back home to James River Church. Uh, so we are super happy to be home uh, and very excited to be with you guys today. Uh, so super great. And I just want to tell you something. So uh, I've sat where you're sitting right now. So I've, I've sat where you're sitting. I know what it's like sometimes to just kind of like, hey, this is, a lot of this is new. A lot of this is, it's good, but it's new. God's kind of got you out of your comfort zone a little bit. But man, is, is he blessing you? Is he showing you new things? Is he giving you new mercies every single day? Is he, is he calling you to new things that you've never been aware of in your own life? He's doing it, man. That's so awesome. So one thing, I want to talk to us today about something that, it won, it's a cultural commitment of, of ours here at the church, which is incredible, but I got to say, this is kind of like my life message in a way. This is one of those messages uh, in one of these lessons that I had to learn, and I learned it here at James River College. Nothing else about that. And so today, y'all ready? Say today. Yeah. We're talking about a can-do attitude. Come on. A can-do attitude. Show it up on the screen. I love it. So here's the thing. So if you have your Bibles with me, go ahead and turn to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. And when you have it, say, uh-huh. 
I love it. I see a lot of paper Bibles out here. It's super good. So, all right, let's go ahead and do this. Let's stand for the reading of God's word. I'm big on that. God's word is all powerful, and we, we would do well to honor it. Amen? Awesome. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 9, it says this. Paul says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges, and he took the humble position of a slave. He was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name that is above all names. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that you're here. Thank you for your word, how it changes us. Lord, how it, how it cuts deep to the root uh, and exposes us, Lord, and teaches us how to be more like you. And I just pray that this word would come alive in us, Father. Lord, that it would fall, uh, Lord, not just in a way that it'd be, it'd be spoken, Lord, but that it would be heard and received, Lord. It would change us, or we can apply it to our lives. We love you. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. amen. Y'all can grab your seats. A lifetime of ministry blessed by God begins with a can-do attitude now. A, bl- a lifetime of ministry a lot of you guys are going to be going into, like, you're just getting started, man. You guys are 18, you're 19, you're 20, and you're going to be going to a lifetime of serving God. And that begins right now with you having a servant's heart and a can-do attitude right now. Because God wants to use people who will say yes to him. He wants to, say, he wants to use people that will say yes to him no matter what he's asking. I love what Pastor John said. It was like last Wednesday during our book study where he was talking about, hey, God's looking for a generation of young people who will say yes to him before they even know what he's asking. Man, I want an attitude like that to where it's like God would come to me and he would ask me literally anything before he would even ask. I'd say, God, you know I'm all in. You know no matter what you ask me to do, I'm going to do it. And so point number one, I want you guys to write it down. A can-do attitude says yes. That's the first thing that a can-do attitude says yes. Let me ask you something. Have you guys ever been asked a question, and before, like, before the question even got out, you knew exactly what you were going to say? You knew, like, exactly the answer to that question? So here's the thing. For, who's, who's, a, who's an Andy's fan in this place? Who likes Andy's? Most people. Okay. So in about a month or so, maybe a little bit less, I don't know when it's coming out, some of your friends are going to come to you, and they're going to tell you, hey, pumpkin pie concretes are back at Andy's. Do you want to go get five? What's your answer going to be to that? I heard a no. We're going to pray for you. The answer is yes to that question. Okay, here's how it kind of affected me. So this happened back when Megan first asked me out. You guys want to hear this story? She asked me out. So... Here's the thing. I wasn't always as confident as I am today, guys. Here's the thing. So, so there's this girl, and we were working at Chick-fil-A, and we're back there in the kitchen, and I'm full of this raw chicken disgustingness and everything, and she sees me, and she comes up to me, and she says, hey, like, would you want to, like, hang out sometime? And I'm just like, yeah, before, what did I say? Before even she got even to finish, what did I say? Yes! Heck yes, absolutely. She did that, and, and, and it was like, oh, yeah, afterwards I said, oh, yeah, like, totally, yeah, let's do it. I w- you beat me to the punch. I was totally about to ask you out, like, tomorrow. Absolutely. Here's the thing. I, I wanted to. I was too scared. I was, I was not as secure in myself as I am today, ladies and gentlemen. So I know, I know, but she asked me, and here's the thing. It was an instant yes. It was like I didn't have to, even have to think about it. 
You guys have been there, right? Someone asks you a question, you don't even have to think about it. It's just an immediate yes. So here's the thing. When I think about Jesus, when I think about someone who embodied the definition of a can-do attitude, I think about Jesus, right? When we think about someone who, no matter what, when it came to carrying out the will of the Father and doing what God asked him to do, the person who said yes over and over and over again and had a can-do attitude was Jesus, Let's look back at the passage real fast. Verse five, this is what it says. We're gonna break this down. You must, everyone say you must. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. And so here's the thing, student. We're not only to replicate the behaviors of Jesus, we're to replicate the attitudes of Jesus. We're not just called to do what he did. We're, it's, it's in thinking the way he thought, Becoming like Jesus is not just doing actions, it's, it's thinking like he did. And let me tell you the mindset of Jesus, Jesus was always concerned about building God's kingdom. He, and that's exactly how we have to be. You, you're here and we're, we're, we're called to, to serve God and anyone who really would, would claim Christ and be a Christian, your calling is to serve the kingdom. We're to be kingdom-minded throughout every single point in our lives. And that's exactly what Jesus did. And because Jesus had the mind of, I'm going to advance God's kingdom. I'm here to do the will of my Father. I'm here to tell these people all about him and about how we've been separated. But I'm here to teach all of you, all of you how, to, how to be in relationship with God. That's what Jesus came to do. In order to do that, he had to have a can-do attitude. He had to have complete submission to what God was asking him to do. So the passage goes on to talk about what Jesus did. That was a result of the can-do attitude that we have. Let's continue to look. Verse 7 and 8. Instead, he gave up his divine privilege. He took the humble position of a slave. Guys, Jesus was a king, and then he became a slave. Think about that. How crazy is that? What does that say about Jesus? And he was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Because Jesus had a can-do attitude because he knew what his purpose was, right? And it wasn't to do what he wanted to do. It wasn't about his preference. It was about what God was asking him to do and what he sent him to do, right? And so we got to have that same attitude. His purpose was to go to the cross, I want you to think about this. Jesus, even, Jesus was fully God, but he was also fully man. So that means that he, he, had moment, he had a moment where he did not want to do what God was asking him to do. Do you guys remember the Garden of Gethsemane? He was, he was praying, and it said that his, his prayer was like he was sweating drops of blood. He was really struggling with this, guys. He was struggling, and he's praying, and he's saying, God, if there's any other way to get this done, I want an out right now. But if there's not... Not my will, but yours be done. Are you living that way for Jesus? Are you, are you saying that even when it's hard, even when I don't feel like this is something I want to do, even when I'm scared about my calling, even when I feel like I'm above that job, uh-oh, God is asking you to say, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus had that attitude. He said, God, if there's any other way to get this done, if I have to go to the cross, I'm going to the cross. If I have to be mocked, I'm going to be mocked for you. If I'm going to suffer, I'm going to suffer. If I have to cry, I'm going to cry. If I have to be alone, I'm going to be alone because it's not about my will. It's about yours being done. 
It's about yours being done, Father. We got to have that same attitude. We got to say, God, not my way. It's yours. You're leading me. You're leading the way. So here's the cool part. And this is kind of where we get super practical. So if you jot notes, take this down. Part of having the attitude that Jesus had is to have that same can-do attitude towards our leadership. Because sometimes saying, saying yes to God feels like easy because he's God. But I think it's a little bit harder sometimes to, to be able to say yes to the people that God has placed over us. If I'm just being real, our human nature doesn't necessarily want to do that all the time. We're, we're a little stubborn. We're a little bit reluctant to do that. But that's exactly what Jesus did too because Jesus was accountable to God and Jesus became submitted to what the person who was over him was asking him to do. And that's, exa that's exactly what Jesus did. Part of having a ministry and a life blessed by God is when you make yourself available. Always say, I'm available. For the leader God has placed to lead you. And you do whatever it takes to serve them. And so here, as a church, we value this and, and we believe this is true because honestly, it's an honor to serve our church. Don't you guys agree? This is an honor to be a part of what God's doing. And here's the thing. My... My primary role as a youth pastor here, you know, I, I get to hang out with students. That's awesome. I get to go to, I get to, go to football games. I get to go, go to Brahms with students until 11 p.m. and wake up exhausted the next day to preach to a college group. Like, you, I, I love you guys. This is awesome. I love it. My number one priority as, as a youth pastor here at James River Church is not to do that. It's not to preach. It's to lift the arms of my leaders. It's to serve Pastor John and Debbie. My, my greatest ministry is whatever I can do that helps their ministry. That's, that's the whole principle, guys, of having a, a, a can-do attitude and having a kingdom-minded servant's heart. It's to where it's not about us, it's about God. It's about what he is calling us to do, and it's about how we can serve our leaders. It's more than an action. It's more than just getting stuff done. It's an attitude. God, let me listen to this. God wants your heart more than he wants you to do stuff for him. I, I, I was raised military. My dad is a, is a general in the U.S. Army. So here's the thing. I know the value of hard work. Uh, Pastor Bryce, they're on front row. He grew up in, in Yukon City, Oklahoma, and he, he knows the value of hard work. Nothing wrong with hard work. But it's not about what gets done. It's about what's in our heart. A can-do attitude is not measured by everything that gets done. It's measured by the, the position of our heart while we're doing it. You hear me? I, here's, I don't care if you can stack 20 chairs in one standing and you got your arms folded out like this. It's not about that. It's about our attitude in the middle of doing that. Man. You can be can-do and not have an attitude. Think about that. What we ha when we have a can-do attitude, we say yes to whatever people are asking us to do, and we do it because it's our joy to do it. Yeah. Number two, a can-do attitude says, it's not about me. That one's a little bit tougher. A can-do attitude says, it's not about me. Because it, in it involves this word that keeps coming up in this passage. We'll look at it here in a sec. That word's humble. It involves humility. Let's look at that passage real fast. Uh, verses seven and eight. Instead, he gave up his divine privilege and he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. 
when he appeared in human form, he, what's that word? Humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. In other words, he, he placed God, he placed who he was submitted to and his wishes over his own. He said, it's not about me. It's not my will. It's yours being done. He, I, I love what C.S. Lewis says. I know we hear this quote a lot. Humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking of yourself less. Being humble is thinking of yourself less and thinking of God more. That's really true humility. It's not about me. Say, it's not about me. It's about the mission. It's always about my comfort. No, it's all, it's not all, it isn't always about my comfort, excuse me, but it's always about the bigger picture that God is painting. It's about giving God glory through everything. And it's about the heart of ministry, these precious people that God is bringing to us. God's bringing people from so many different backgrounds and so many different walks of life. Some people have been through a lot. I mean, we, we, we had a student last night at North Campus, and, and this girl, she's amazing. We, we, we love her. She's super sweet, but she comes from, from a group home. There's a, a few of them that have been coming recently, and, uh, and she, she has, you know, cut marks all over her arms and stuff like that, and uh, her, her screensaver on her phone uh, is, her, is her kids. Uh, she's like 17. She has two kids, uh, not connected with their fathers, and she's, she's been through a lot. When you get to hear her story, it's just heartbreaking. But God's sending people... Like her, he's sending all these people for us to, to serve and to show them who Jesus is. And I, I think about this girl, and, and that's what kind of makes me say to myself, God, I know I have preferences, and I know I have ways and things that I'd like to do and serve that make me feel a little bit better about myself. But all these people that you're sending to us, Lord, I know that you are calling me and you're asking me to do not always what I want to do. I'm just gonna be real with you for a second. God is going to sometimes call you to things that are uncomfortable. In ministry, you're probably gonna have to do things every now and then that you're not super excited about. I'm just being honest. Like some, some of that involves cleaning up Cheetos that are crushed into the carpet after service. It's just not something I'm getting super psyched about to be honest with you. There was one time after a Christmas service, we were in Georgia, and Christmas Eve happened, and we had one of those candlelight services. Uh, and the thing about candles is that wax drips, and they get into the carpet. It doesn't come out very easy. So Megan and I one time stayed till like 2 a.m. to scrape wax off of the sanctuary carpet so it would look nice. And we had to do that a lot of times because our, we, we, our youth ministry met in the sanctuary. So we did that. But it's like, man, I, I can think of a lot of other things maybe. I, I wish I wasn't doing this right now. You know what I'm saying? I, I'd rather go home and sleep, but yet it's not about me. It's not my will. It's what God's asking me to do. And what God is asking me to do is to serve my leadership right here and now. Because he's going to bless me for that. Because he's going to open doors through that. It's not about us. Here's, here's another thing. I've, I'm finding that this, this season of ministry... To say yes to God sometimes requires me to say no to a lot of other things too. And so to say yes to, to things now, that costs you something. Right now it's costing me a little bit of sleep, honestly. Hey, just being real. Guess what? It's worth it. Whenever I see two students last night at North Campus give their lives to Jesus, it becomes worth it to me. The sleepless nights become worth it. 
Me thinking in my, in my flesh that, God, I, I don't necessarily want to do this right now, but I know that I know that you're going to use this. And I know that you are trying to form me right now into having a can-do attitude because that's what you need, that's what you use, that's what my leaders need, and that's what blesses them. I'm going to ask for the worship team to come up in this moment. I'm just going to, we're going to kind of hang out in this, in this area for a little bit because I learned about a can-do attitude really quick when we first had Parker. So Parker's five months now, so he's kind of chilling out. He's, he's sleeping a little bit better. He's doing well. But So, so the, for that first month of, of being home from the hospital, so Megan had a C-section, which uh, we won't get into what that is, but hey, uh, it just means that her road to recovery was a little bit longer. Uh, it, it just took a little bit longer to heal. And so that meant that I had to do a lot of stuff I wasn't necessarily used to doing. Uh, I, had to, I had to do different things to serve her. But I, I made it my, my point to where whatever she needed me to do, I was going to do it. Just whatever I needed to do to serve her, whatever she required of me and asked of me, I was just going to do it. But here's the problem, though. I can only rub feet for so long without losing my mind. Anyone married in the house? Not, not too many of you, but you, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Especially when, when, when a girl just had a baby. But hey, here's the thing. It's worth it. Saying yes to Megan with a smile on my face and in my heart made it a million times easier to do the things I didn't want to do necessarily because it wasn't about me. It was about her. Saying yes to God. Listen, saying yes to God, saying saying yes to your leaders. Man, you got to love them. With a smile on your face and in your heart about serving them makes it a million times easier to do the things you don't necessarily love to do. I love Megan with all of my heart. And I would do anything for her. And I would do it gladly because I love her. When you love God and you love your leaders, serving them becomes not a task but a joy. You got you to gotta have love for the people that, that are over you. Man, I love God. I really do. I, I love him with all my heart. He could come down right now in this room and ask me to do something insane, and I'd do it. I really love Pastor John and Debbie, and my heart is to serve them. And that's my challenge to you guys today is that you would take on this heart of a servant. You would take on this heart of, a, a, of someone who's can do no matter what, who would say yes no matter what because that's what our leaders need because it's not about us. It's about God. It's about the mission. It's about pushing the vision forward. It's about serving our leaders. And we got to love them for that. A can-do attitude says yes. A can-do attitude says it's not about me. Here's a couple more things they do. A can-do attitude serves joyfully. And a can-do attitude lives in your heart. It lives in your heart. It lives in your motives. Let me ask you something real fast. What's your motive for ministry? What's your motive for being here at James River College and serving God? Because here's the thing, your motives have to be right. Your motives have, have to be pure. Because like we said, serving is not about what we do, it's about what's in our heart. God doesn't always bless what we do if our heart isn't right in it. 
Your motives have to be right. This was one of the hardest, le- the hardest lessons I had to learn. Because here's the thing, seven years ago, 18 year old me rolled up in here and, and I was, I was what you could say to me. I thought a lot about myself, I guess you could say to me. I, I came from a, a small-ish youth ministry, so I was always with my youth pastor. I was doing things for him. And, and I come here and I thought to myself like, hey man, this is my shot to, to go in and go to the next level in my leadership and, and I wanna learn a lot, but I'll be honest with you. Sometimes like I, in my mind, I, I played the game of like, what can I do to, to kind of push myself forward in that way? My motive was to serve, I love the Lord, but underlying of that, I had a motive of, I wanna, I wanna get ahead. I wanna try to be on staff here one day. You know, I wanna, I, I want, I want people to know who my, my name is. And man, God had to break me of that. Maybe some of you are here, and you'd find yourself in a place of, of being like, man, I, I love the Lord and I want to serve, but I also feel like that's kind of me as well. I would, you know, you, if I did what was expected of me and what was asked of me, then I would get the opportunity I'm looking for in return. Maybe, maybe another way like this. Oh shoot, hey, here, I see this, I see this full trash can right here. Let me go empty that. Is Pastor Justin looking? Okay, he is. I'm gonna go empty that. I'm gonna carry out. You guys think I'm playing right now? No, this is real stuff. Your motives have to be pure. Some of you, maybe you think that you can fake your way to the top or fake your way to blessing, that you can pay your dues now and you'll be trusted with more later. But I'm here to tell someone today that it's not about what you do, it's about your attitude. Your attitude is what matters. And if your heart's not in the right place, it's going to affect every other place of your life. Your motive has to be right and your motive has to be to serve God, to serve people, and to serve your leaders because you love them. And what's happening around us, what God is doing is more important than my preference. Here's the thing, man looks at the outside, but where does God look? He looks at the heart. So you're not fooling nobody when you're here and you're saying, that I, oh, I'm gonna empty this trash can or I'm gonna go and I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise my hands and worship or I'm gonna pray in the spirit. I'm gonna make sure that people see me do it. Man, God help us with that. Help us to have such a pure motive towards seeing people saved and seeing people healed and seeing God's kingdom advanced in this world. Here's the thing, you gotta be full of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Josh, I love what we talked about just in the previous huddle. And he talked about how every single area, in a nutshell, every area of the church, whether you're serving in one heart or you're, you're, you're loving kids and you're serving in kids all the way to, if you've got the mic on stage, every position is important. But every position requires that we're full of the Holy Spirit. And every position requires that we maintain a level of humility. Every position requires that we're always looking to the bigger picture. Say, it's not about me. It's about God. Here's the motives behind a can-do attitude. You guys, wanna, you guys wanna hear these? There's two of them. Motives behind a can-do attitude, a love for God and a love for people. You gotta love God do whatever he says. You got to love people. Here's the thing. When you love people, like really love them, there's nothing you won't do to see their lives change for Jesus. When you really love people, man, you'll, you'll stay up all night praying for people that you don't even know. 
when you really love people, you'll go and you'll, you'll go vacuum the whole sanctuary if that's what it takes. Just to provide a clean place for people to come in and encounter God. There's nothing too big, but there's nothing too small that God won't use you for and bless you for. You just gotta have a can-do attitude. God will only use you as available as you are. Here's the thing, don't don't be strategic like I was because the people that are great in the kingdom of God aren't strategic guys, they're just obedient. They're not strategic with the way that they think. And if I do this, then this is gonna happen. They're just obedient to what God wants to do in their hearts. Man, come on, here's the thing. It's exhausting to play the game. Don't do that. It's so much easier just to say, God, I'm here, and God, I'm willing, and God, I'm available, and God, I want to serve you, Lord, and I want to know you, and I want people around me to know the life-giving power that you have shown in my life and my hearts to serve Pastor Josh and Pastor Lori and Pastor Justin and Pastor Tammy and Carson and Bailey and Pastor John and Debbie. When your heart is in the right place to do that, God will bless you. And here's where I'm going to close with this. The result of the can-do attitude is blessing from God. We, it's not in our motive to serve or to be a part so we can get something in return, but that's just who God is. If you're faithful in the little things, he will give you much. Let's look at verse number nine. This is the last verse in this uh, chapter here. Verse number nine, it tells what happens. So we talked about Jesus having the attitude of a servant, what he did. In verse nine, check this out. Therefore, God elevated Jesus to the highest honor. Come on. And gave him the name above all names. God rewards those who are committed to carrying out his will, students. He rewards them. And as you serve, as you have the attitude of, I can do that. I'm doing it joyfully. I'm doing it with love in my heart. As you have that attitude, you watch God bless you. You watch God show you new parts of his heart. You watch God open up doors of opportunity. You watch God bless you and pour out so much blessing you can't even contain it. He's going to fill you with a lot of love for him and a lot of love for his people that you've never even known before. It's that cycle. You serve with a pure heart and God pours it out and gives you a love for people and for him. And it it spurs you on to do more for him. And then you do it again. Then you do it again. All the way up until we look more like Jesus. That's it. Man, I love you guys. I want to pray for you real fast. Let's go ahead and bow our heads. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Now apply what you have learned and go out and bless someone's face off.